Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Firestorm Podcast. Today is, what is it, part two of anime reviews? Yeah, and, our, uh, our second official anime second, review. Yeah, second anime review. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about a show that is controversial, to say the least, but it's we're a few years too late to the party. It's Charlotte. Well, when you say controversial, I don't think... Overall, the anime is pretty critically claimed. It's just the ending did leave a sour taste in people's mouths. And Understandably. Yeah, I don't blame them for that. Um, so, yeah, things... We, we, we When talking about what anime we wanted to watch, I think you, it was like a month or two ago, you said, just watch Charlotte and I've got things to say. And I'm just like, fair enough. I like the show. Let's get into it. And, um, yeah, well, you I were watched... the one who told me to watch it. So I was, so I yeah. was like, when I watched glad... it, it was like, it, you know, I still have things to say. I don't know if I remember all those things that I had to say, but, uh, <laughs> a month ago, but I might have written them down somewhere. I'll go look for them. But well, anyway, I'll yeah. hopefully remind you because, uh, I've, yeah. I've watched all of the dub, uh, in the past. And then for this, I decided to watch all of the sub, but I've only got up, I only got up to episode 10 because I, you know, have a life and I've, I've had things to do but um nice. i remember i remember most of it for the most part also um this show i really 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 like it but then uh people give me shit for another reason because um so charlotte as far as i'm aware is directed or at least it was somewhat created by the same guy that made Angel Beats. Mm-hmm. And... Isn't that one of those trash shows? No, Angel Beats is really, really... Okay, I've never seen it. it, it it's a bit older, but it's really critically acclaimed. It's got a okay. very similar premise to Charlotte. Very similar. It focuses heavily on the music and school kids trying to find their way through the afterlife or something like that. But okay. the overall premise of the show is very similar to Charlotte in a, in its own way. And that's because they have the same creator. And I believe both were, uh, originally just animes. Like they were original animes. They weren't adaptations. Gotcha. And like, one thing that pisses people off is I say, I like Charlotte, but I didn't like Angel Beats because, mm. Spoilers, if, if you... I know you haven't seen it, but I don't spoiler, give a shit. Spoilers, they literally already start off dead. And no, they have really to make spoilers. their way through the afterlife. And then, like, they gain powers and whatnot through the afterlife, or I don't know how. And then the cast is, like, way too fucking big. And then you, do, you don't figure out, like, half the people's backstories. And... <laughs> The thing I've noticed, at least with both animes, that is an issue, is they try to cram so much stuff into the show that the pacing is just so fucking quick. And Mm -hmm. that is one big criticism I have of Charlotte. It has a lot of things it wants to do, so it it rushes all of them. Yeah. And... I understand why, but still, it's kind of like, 
it's not what I'm used to, but I still... Something about the anime... I, the, the anime... It's music, it's art style, it's acting, it's writing. It's all really, really good. Mm, but yeah, it all the writing goes specifically by, is really good. Yeah, it, it just all goes by way too quickly. Mm -hmm, definitely. I was going to say, the thing is, like, there's a lot to like about Charlotte, but, like, when it comes down to Charlotte as a whole, like, as an experience, I almost look back on it like what the fuck did i just see <laughs> like because and i think we'll get into this later unless i mean we can start right now because i've i have a few things to say some some of the big criticisms i have about it but um i guess i'll just go ahead and talk who cares um but basically i, I do i do have a, a few episode breakdowns but go ahead because okay well basically we as a whole charlotte was a very strange experience like you said it's not written and it's not scripted and it's not like it's a little bit different from your typical anime experience and i think that is i don't know if that is down to it not having any source material if it's if it is in fact an original anime uh but either way it's just it tries charlotte specifically haven't seen angel beats but charlotte specifically tries to be way too many things in one show like it's almost like mm. it can't decide what it wants to be and has to jump between all of them to make it to like include everything that the creator wants to include yeah. and i think the intro is actually really good but it's the transition from that first episode intro and like you know they it's weird because in that first episode they like they build up this one girl um, who like, you know, who's the top of the class or whatever, like the, you know, high, way out of this guy's league. Uh, but he goes on a date with her anyway. And then she shows up like maybe once or twice after that first episode. So yeah. and after that, she just doesn't matter. And even when she does show up, her actions are pretty much just inconsequential on the whole. So it's weird. It's like she so that like it's almost like the intro just didn't matter so because everything at, that happened after the intro just almost didn't play into the rest of the show so when i see a first uh, episode i want to i want to see like you know introduce the premise introduce the premise of the entire show but instead we have this where intros you know the main character and you know maybe teases a couple of the other main cast but that's about it like the first episode is almost entirely inconsequential so but from there, it's like it jumps to being like almost a sitcom. Well, OK, it's like it jumps to being like a school anime for a bit. And then uh, what else? There's like um, it like it's almost like a sitcom, like around the middle um, or, or the beginning to the middle. It's like a sitcom almost like where each episode focuses on like a different powered person they want to go find. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you if you haven't seen Charlotte, this is going to make absolutely zero fucking sense. But uh, so <laughs> please make sure you watch it before you uh, watch this. Um, yeah. But uh, it's like they go to each in each episode. They go and find like another power uh, person with a power like the guy, the the pitcher guy who's like a star baseball player, but uses his power to pitch faster than what, you know, faster than light or whatever. No, the fuck yeah, he, he does. uses te uh, tele telepathy in order to move the ball wherever he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he's so he's got a nasty curveball uh <laughs> hey. and there's like the one guy who can fly like it it's i actually kind of liked that like i it didn't feel like that was where the show was going at first 
but like for those few episodes where it was like just kind of a sitcom where they would go search up the people and you know eventually they ran into the blonde chick who has her sister come back from the dead to invade her body um it's it's all like pretty fun like it, it took me a while to get uh on board with what's her name the uh white hair chick remind me uh tamori like now tamori Tamor yeah now so it, it took me a while to get on board with her because she seemed uh especially like the first bit like three eps three or four episodes or so she seemed just like not super interesting but as it got went on and like introduced more aspects of her character like how she uh the the uh, z end i think is the band name yeah. um yeah. and her brother and all this other stuff like there was a lot going for her as it went later on in the show but it takes a while for it took a while for me at least to get on board with her because she was kind of a dick in the first like few episodes i think that was the point she, yeah I she mean, was purposely set up to be just a bit annoying with yes. her attitude and just the way she takes care of and she was a smart ass and there's things to like about a smart ass girl like that but it's just i guess for me it was like i may if that was the point then good job but uh because <laughs> i was indeed very annoyed but uh then it just kind of gets weird like from there it jumps from like sitcom to like melodramatic uh like almost family thing like when his sister dies spoilers uh, when yeah. his sister dies, um, and this just, and you know what they spend like a whole episode where he goes off and like goes fucking ballistic and nuts and starts shooting people. What does he do? He, he goes he, off he, and he, he falls into a deep depression and he uses his powers to basically get people to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So he can just wander around doing whatever he wants without any consequences. Yeah, and yeah, he just becomes a fucking asshole, and he has to leave his house because he, the government's after him. Yeah, and then uh, turns out what uh, Tamori was there watching him the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit weird to me, to be honest. Like, you know, why did you just watch him the whole time? I mean, I think she explained her reasoning for that, um, but I can't remember it. It was just bizarre, like that. I don't think that needed to be an entire episode because it because the reason I say that I think it the episode in itself was good. But then to have him transition from that super depressed state almost immediately back to, you know, kind of uh, comparatively normal uh, was kind of bizarre. It was, like, yeah, again, see, another weird jump again. Yeah. As you say, that's another issue with the pacing. I found he started off the episode with. I gotta get the fuck out of here because the government's now off. No, no, he started off the episode with just eating cupped noodles. Yeah. And then halfway through it, the government started, like, knocking on his door, and he's just like, I better get the fuck out of here. They're gonna kidnap me. So yeah. he fucks off to what is basically a capsule hotel, and then eats pizza, and then gets addicted to shooting video games, and, yeah. like, um, shooters becomes a dick in real life because he's just like wow getting people to beat each other up and stabbing them with sticks is so much better in real life <laughs> and then he's he falls deeper into depression to the point where he's willing to take drugs and then yep. that's when now comes in and it's just like bitch no um, yeah and basically, like, I mean, I guess you could say you could argue like oh she has just that big of an effect on him but again I think it was still a weird jump <laughs> 
I and think then, the reason she mentioned she was... I, I'll, I'll get into it in the episode breakdown, but the reason she said she was there was because she felt like she knew Ayumi, um, Yu's sister, mm-hmm. was going to be an issue and should have done something about her ability sooner. And because she didn't, right. Ayumi got into trouble and ended up fucking dying. Yeah. But even that in its own way was really fucking weird. I'll get into it later, but yeah. Yeah. It is it is bizarre. And then from there, it's like, okay, before I actually go on, I want to say um I actually really liked for one I really liked the girl, the blonde chick. What's her name? Can you remind me? The blonde chick that the idol? Yes. Yusa. Yusa? Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, so I liked her and how her sister would come back, uh, to invade her body and, like, wreck shit. I thought that yeah. was funny. Um, she, like, like, she didn't have a huge impact on the plot. She was just kind of there. And, like, uh, what's, and what's the other guy's name? The Taka fast Joe. guy. Takajo. He's the fan Taka boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. He is absolutely he, he hilarious. He's really funny. He he's so really funny. funny. But it's like, it's like after the, after the show kind of becomes, like, it like starts taking itself too seriously in the later half. It's almost like those two don't fit in anymore. Like, yeah, it's weird. And I really like I really liked those two. Um, not necessarily for like how their in depth characters or their character progressions, but just because I think they were um, they just added a nice dynamic to the arc, especially when they were going around like with the whole sitcom gag where they would go mm. around and uh, talk to people and tell them about how their powers are bad and shit. Yeah, th- their um, presence and more upbeat attitude really lended a hand to now and you who are a bit more way like, too serious. Yeah. yeah. A bit more serious. Like, their, their upbeat attitude really like gave another flavor of comedy to the show. Yes. And I, I will admit Tucker Joe's fanboying was very annoying. It, it, it did just, get annoying. Yeah. After yeah. a while. Yeah. But then there were moments where it was genuinely like, this is just good comedy, yeah. and I'm going to leave it like that. And then it gets way too far. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, as... And then as it... So, after uh, all this other crap, like, he... Uh, so, after, basically, after... Pretty much after the... Um, he goes into depression or whatever, um, he basically comes out... And that's where the Z End concert is, right? Around that time? Yeah, he... Um, so after the episode with like uh, the episode where he's like depressed and everything and now helps him he they return to the school and he's just like all right trying to adjust And he to- and he meets uh Nao's brother for the first time. No no, no he met Nao's brother like at the very like episode 2 or 3. Oh okay yeah. And he but no then- he meets the singer of Z End who's blind. That's right. Yes. That um, okay that was episode 8. That was really that- good. I actually really liked that. That was my favorite episode of the whole show. Yes, that was that great. Was incredible. Um, yeah, he meets the I, singer of the end. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's almost like it's it's kind of weird, right? Like it doesn't quite fit in with. I mean, not okay. To be honest, him his sister kind of dying and then him getting really depressed about it. That was a weird jump for the show uh, as to begin with. But then to jump straight from that to the episode where he meets uh, the singer from Z End. It's like another big jump uh, in like yeah. the tone of the show, like the overall tone. And 
I it think, is. and it is a good little section, like uh, episode eight and nine. Um, but the and then he just you know he collapses at the Z end concert. You does. Um, yeah, yeah. See that? Okay, that's what fucked me up. Like the that jump was weird. from the jump from. Oh yeah, okay. Your sister's dead and you're depressed. Okay, that I thought was a bit much of a leap, especially with how the situation came to be. Like with like her sister, his sister's friends, like being assholes, and then one of them trying to kill her. Like that was just way too much of a leap of my imagination that was just like you haven't been building to this this is just fucking out of nowhere yeah exactly and then him him being depressed i understood they needed an episode to deal with that because like it i think it genuinely tackled depression in a somewhat good way yes I agree. despite him becoming a dick but then like the him starting to transition back to school life i appreciated that and then like I thought the inclusion of I, I believe I wrote down the singer of Zien's name, like um Salah Shane, um that is her name, and I thought that episode was really good because It was really good. It's because the for the previous episode we've been focused on you. And now I reckon this episode, because it's mostly focused on you and Salah it works because it's trying to show him overcoming his battles now that mm-hmm. he's in a better mental state and he's still trying to overcome everything. So I think I like that they stuck with him for a bit. Yeah. But then episode nine is the concert and like the introduction of now and uh, you going to the concert was adorable. That was awesome. Yes, I agree. But then him having a, then him basically taking LSD and having a flashback to the fucking facility where he's listening to music and his sister's alive and he has a brother and all this shit. And then all that escalating yeah, that incredibly was quickly. Like that is, that's what fucked me over. Cause I was yeah, just that's like, a, a very weird transition they, like to say the least. They hinted like twice that he might have a brother. And then mm. they actually, the, the one thing that, See, I thought it was fucked, but it kind of worked in its weird way, but I still didn't like it. Because they were talking about, mm. to every single one of these people that they were stopping from using their powers, that if you get kidnapped, you'll be taken to a facility and using government experiments. Government experiments. And look what happened. Because of the time leap, and they all did get caught, and they're in a facility being tested by the government. And Mm. it's like... So this is what actually would have happened if people, if if now and the group didn't interfere. Uh, this is the facility, and like I understood what they were doing, I, I I did get it, but for the tone of the show up until this point, I just don't think it fitted. No, I think not maybe it's weird placement. If, I think if it was like this is how they bring. I reckon if like there was a season two and the and the facility and the time leap was the premise of season two. I think that could have been better. Wow, that would have worked so much better. Yeah, because they needed... What was it? Like, the one episode. I think it was... Yeah, in episode nine alone. Episode nine, they introduce the facility. They talk about everything. 
and then Ayumi um, gets taken off to be tested. And then mm. one nice scientist amongst the whole complex lets you out and says your sister's going to be tested on. She's going to be dissected because of her unique power. Let's get the fuck out of here. So then, and, th- and then they say, oh, by the way, you has an extra power called Plunder in which he can take everyone's powers. And it's like, what? And then yep. he takes everyone's powers and he gets the fuck out of the facility, goes back to his normal time where he's in a hospital bed and now's there waiting for him to get up. And then they're like, oh, by the way, yeah, your brother's actually real. He's not just a figment of your imagination. And then they go see him. And it's like, what? <laughs> that was such a big jump. Like, can't the f- you two episodes ago, you were depressed. The episode before that, we were doing all nice, friendly shenanigans where we were hanging out with the gang. And now you're... Now you can take everyone's powers and you have a brother that's leading a facility of superpowered people. It's like, okay, Jesus fucking Christ. Jeez, settle down. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the placement of that, like the whole, um, just the the facility thing in the middle of episode nine. Oh, I, I'm not a fan of that. Like, okay. No. Just like how you said, if it had a season two and this like instead, this was the premise of season two, like the last few episodes of season one were instead made into a season two and like extended over a lot more episodes. That would have been so much better. Like imagine if instead of uh, the the way it went, like that episode where he's super depressed is like, you know, maybe if there's 12 episodes in the season, you could say the episode where he's depressed is 11 and then episode 12, they kind of conclude it i guess but like restore things back to normal and then come season two that's when it all starts to kick off with the facility bullshit like that would have been like that would have been paced so much better i i i'd like to argue that the ending with the z end concert should have finished it because then i'd like to think that maybe if the depression state and all that arc was taken care of in maybe two episodes then him starting to adjust to normal life, meeting Salah and right. helping Nao's brother and then going to the concert. Like, imagine the end of season one with an awesome rock concert. And it's just like, all right, this is my new life. My sister's gone, but I have to move forward for her. And now that I kind of like, it. I kind of like now. Like, cause they were, oh, they were really strongly pushing them to yeah. at that point. And then, like, I, I would, lo- I would have loved if season end one ended there. Season one ended there. Yeah. But then I, I, I thought what would be fucking awesome is that, like, uh, so ha- have you seen Code Geass? No. No. Well, basically, uh, spoiler. Not a massive care. spoiler. The um, end of season one and the start of season two. There's basically a massive jump um, back to kind of normality because the main character had a few of his memories rewritten. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining season two just bluntly out of nowhere starts off in the facility. And then it builds up to the fact that now, or I mean that, um, you like fell over at the fucking concert or he had a fucking time leap. Like, I imagine, like, if there was for a few episodes, we're all stuck in the facility with him, not sure what the fuck's going on, and then it's hinted at that, because of the time leap that his brother had, 
he fucking had like he he had that problem at the at the concert and then he wakes up again in hospital and things are explained from there mm-hmm. like if it was paced better and there was a season 2 for the whole facility arc i reckon it would have made so much more sense and oh fuck, yeah so much yeah. more sense but um yeah, I'm not sure what else to say, but I do want to get into the episode breakdown. If you have not, if you don't, if you have nothing else to add to this, um, I don't. Point. Uh, I'm gonna just say that uh, the last bit was convoluted and strange. Um, yes. <laughs> the uh, I mean, I'm not even just talking about the last episode. The last four, uh, it it almost felt like it was like forcing this. I mean, I I liked the idea, right? I liked the idea of the plot they were going for. But it was such a big jump in tone and just it kind of came out of nowhere and I was really confused by it. Um, Like it introduces like a bunch of new characters on like episode 10 of the show. Um, Yeah. It's like what exactly is going on? And then like, you know, um, the big brother, he dies, right? No. The older brother, he doesn't die. What happens to him? I don't. I swear I remember he's at... I swear I remember in the last episode, like, he is the one that reaches out to you when he's been shot and then grabs him. Uh, I thought he I does swear, die. Doesn't he get I buried swear- in, like, the the how, like the big building that they deal with? I feel like he does die. I can't remember. Um, oh, let me let me check that. <laughs> I don't exactly remember. Because I feel I like everyone remember- got pissed at him. Because they, they the blamed brother. him for it. Yeah. No, at you. Because at they you. blamed him for the older brother's death. Um, I... Hold on. I'm re- The Wikipedia article wasn't helping. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, let me, let me search up. that happens. But either way, it's like... Um, don't get me started on the last episode. Uh, I'll have words. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, and instead of that, uh, it's like, you know, I, I kind of get what they were going for, I guess, but it's like, I don't know, I, I'm not quite on board with it. Like, it just didn't quite work when they were trying. Like, I don't, I don't know, um, but yeah, I, I no, don't know I'm, I'm pretty do. sure the brother survives. I, I think there is like a small arc in which like maybe back in the facility he's given shit or something like that because mm. of his brother but no it i believe he's alive at the end of the anime interesting um yeah i believe you're right yeah very strange um but yeah now that the ending was just way too fucking out of left field. But let's... Uh, I'll break down some of the, the some of the episodes Go just to it. get into it. Um, so, yeah, ep- episode one. I, I Back to what you were saying about episode one, how it was setting up a premise that was never followed up, essentially. It was setting up this idea of you being like, I have this power and I use it to cheat, get bitches, and do whatever I want. And he, he's like... Yeah. He's abusing his power, and he he uses his power, and his cockiness puts a girl's life at danger just so he can be heroic 
and save her so he can go on a date. It mm. works, but then he's caught out for using his power by now. And then basically the setup I kind of get because now and Takajo basically they do to you what they do to everyone else during the rest of the season. They mm-hmm. confront him, tell him to not use his powers and say, Hey, if you, if you're attending school, come attend our school instead. Yep. They do that. And they're like, all right, fucking sick. But then they make you join the student council for some reason, probably because his power is useful. But, um, yeah. So, um, Tamori, like now Tamori is introduced as just a smart ass and she basically, she can rub people off the wrong way. I still thought she was pretty cute though. I don't know why. It's just me. I, I think I talked about, talked about her in the waifu episode. I think I, think I thought I, 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 I like her. Um, and they, they quickly establish points that like you and Ayumi are by themselves. Their parents aren't there. And then uh, they hint at their relationship, like a strong brother and sister connection. And then um, Takajo gets moments to be funny in this episode as well. And the powers, the powers themselves are the the story itself is has an interesting premise. Some people, div- some people in their adolescence retain powers which are not exactly full, but they're good enough to do incredible shit with. And after the adolescence, by the time they've graduated, the powers should disappear. And to not draw attention to this and to not be studied by the government, uh, now is taking it upon herself to go and gather a group of people to help can't like to prevent people from using their powers. But then it's revealed later on that it's not just Nal's initiative, it's Yu's brother who started this whole fucking rebellion facility bullshit. I don't I don't I don't remember. Mm. But um That was the other thing that fucked me over is that now is just like, oh yeah, you stop using your powers and join the student council. And it turns out you his older brother is the one that started this whole rebellion. It's just like what a coincidence. Oh, wow. Fine. Yeah. Um one thing I do love, and I want to give props to, the OP, the visuals and the music in the OP is fucking awesome. Yes, the, the opening visuals are really good. The, like, the stars and the connection of all the characters. Tamori, even her little dance, I don't know why I thought it was cute. Her MP3 player falling with the end playing on it. Yep. And then the sunset and the music, it was all... Really awesome. I like it. Um, One thing I wrote about Tomori and one reason she stands out, even though she's a bitch, is that her design is actually pretty unique. Red blazer, yellow ribbon, big motherfucking blue eyes, and, like, was it silver hair? Yeah. Um, White hair. Like, she's got a very unique design compared to the rest of the students. Um, Uh... What else did I write? Uh, da, 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 da. The combo of them using the combo of the three of them using their powers is pretty good. It has a real a real dry sense of humor. Like some of the comedy is just out there and obvious, but then some of the comedy is more dry and not really like pushed that much. But um, 
I saw reviews not only from like my anime list and other people that the the humor is similar to Seraph of the End, which is another show I quite like. And I agree. It's got a very similar humor and I appreciate it because it's not that like apart from all the idol gushing stuff, yeah. Um it's not like like trash humor that or toilet humor. It's it's not the type of humor that's done just because it's an anime. It's actual like decently written humor and like yeah. Tucker Joe flying through the air and stealing stealing that food is and always coming out with scars like it, 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 always coming out with blood and they said I don't know that that's just funny to me. Um but then in episode 2 they straight away get to the point of Nao's family troubles and her brother's ability and her brother being like fucking maniac because he's been studied on. Mhm. And then I wrote that I'm glad the plot was explained that way. It's because now is working with a few students who have abilities to inform those who abuse their powers about what could really happen and to make sure they aren't kidnapped by scientists. If the show continued along that route, which it kind of did, but then introduced this whole fucking other other cast of people that are doing the same thing now is that 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 was not needed but yeah it happened oh well like if it stuck with the original premise i feel like it could have worked i do feel like that you're right the setup what they were going for in episode one compared to what actually happens throughout the show that was kind of off but i still think it worked in its own way because they did to you what they do what they are doing to everyone else so kind of yeah um Another thing I wrote, I'm up to episode three at this point. I'm not really acknowledging the episodes. I'm just talking. Fair. Um, feel free to jump in whenever you want. Um, I ain't got I... much to say. <laughs> <laughs> not until we get to the last episode. Bro, I, I have a lot to say always about anime. Because when I like an anime, I properly get into everything about it. So. Fair. Um, I appreciate the, anim- the actual animation itself in the show. Because in episode three... It started off literally with um, someone's phone buzzing and the subtle animation of it vibrating and moving across the table was done so well that it's just like you don't usually see that sort of care being put into a shot. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Episode three was the whole thing about uh, Yusa and her sister Misa taking over her body. That's when they were introduced. That that was pretty interesting, I will admit, because Yusa's power, whether she knows about it or not, is to let other people, like, possess her body. And then her sister, who has pyrokinesis, does that. (laughs) Pretty much. Wow. How convenient. But, um... Yeah, the, uh, the 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 mini episode in this with uh, Usuri stealing the phone of some talent agencies and all that shit, and then the way they take care of that, and even um, Misa's friend, his confession to Misa, um, and how he ended up getting her killed, and he is upset for that. The, the little plot in this episode I actually really liked. I think it worked well, and it. Well, I'm glad they took care of it quickly because this stretching on for two episodes would have been a pain. But they took care of it quickly, 
and I like it. And one quote from Misa at the end was, don't keep dragging the dead into your life, otherwise your life would get screwed up and you won't be happy in the future. Which, mm. harsh, yep. but truth, but truthful. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't know, the way things, like, from, I, I like the transition they make from, like, episode one to, like, how it is in the next few episodes, like, the end of episode one, but I'm just confused as to why that first episode, like, you know, the first, what, maybe 15 minutes of episode one even exists at all, like... Mm. It's because it just doesn't matter, uh, except for like that one chick who's kind of there, and then what he get like you gets rejected or whatever. I don't know something happens, but uh, I mean like, and I mentioned I kind of like the whole like little sitcom vibe it has going for it, and I like that they introduce um, uh, now's brother from fairly early on, because uh, it kind of gives you something to think about as you're watching, um, like you know this is. It gives them motivation for what they're doing, which is good. They need that. Uh, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I, again, like, I, I really enjoyed it, but it, I don't know. It, looking back on it, it's almost like, what's the point? Because eventually he just, you know, ends up just going around the world to do ev all that shit anyway by himself. Uh, so yeah. it was fun. Like, it was really fun for what it was, and I I almost wish they had kept doing it for for longer, but, uh, just, man, uh, yeah, I, 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 don't know. I get what you're saying. Like, the contrast between how the show wraps up and then the direction they're going in, the, like, most of the show, like, with the sitcom and the little, the little self-involved episodes, like, the, um episode with Yusa and Misa and then the uh, baseball episode and then even the OVA baseball. was based on um, a girl whose power is that she makes everyone's thoughts uh, be spoken out loud. Like, it, uh, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree that the sitcom style that they started with was very good uh, the first 15 minutes of the first episode, I also get what you're saying there, but I think that was just to set up you as a dick so he can be redeemed later on. I mean, mm. could they have gone about it a different way? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like... get it. Like, I get what they were going for. It's just like, I don't know, it, just looking back on it, it's like, what on the, what is the fucking point of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And especially, especially like the immediate jump of, um, you, he's a dick. He uses his powers to cheat. He does all this and he nearly killed a girl just to date her. And then now comes in fucking, uh, axe kicks him in the head and then says, you come into our school. And then all of a sudden her, his sister is there and he's apparently a really sweet big brother, even though he was just a dick for the first 15 minutes of this episode. Yeah. So it was just like... Yeah, that's a bit of a leap, but... It's fine. They, they kind of needed to do that just to set up the type of people that now and the gang are targeting and why they're doing what they do. But, 
yeah, I, I get it, but it's still, it's, it's a bit of a leap. Um, I'm not really going to go into much of the baseball episode. It was rather heartwarming at the end because it turns out like half the people they, most of the people they, they stop, they, pre- they prevent from using their powers or they're, they're trying to stop each episode have their own like pure reasons for what, for doing what they're doing. Yeah. Like, and the, the, the baseball guy was just like, I'm cheating at baseball to get my team to the pro league, mainly because I want my friend to get into the pro league because if he works really hard and I think he's the, the best and it's just like, yeah. ah, heartwarming. Nice. But, um, also the baseball episode was, it was just pretty cool. Yeah. It uh, was. I thought it was, I thought it was good, but, um, uh, now I watched the OVA as well. Mm. The OVA, according to all sources, takes place between episode four and five, which makes a lot more sense rather than watching it after the, the show is finished. Um, but it's not on any legal streaming services, so I had to delve into the internet and find it. Dang. Um, so the OVA is basically there just for comedy and, like, kind of hinting that you might like now a bit more. But then... Okay, so this OVA, in my opinion, sums up the show in its entirety. It starts off as, like, a comedy, let's do this, let's try and help this person type show. It shows now actually can be a bit sweeter than what she lets on. And now, and you might kind of like her a bit. And then it builds up from there, and then shit happens. But then the ending is like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> My life hurts. So, so the OVA, I, I'll, I'll tell you about it. I don't know if you've seen it, but the not. OVA, it, it's, it starts off like any of the other episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Guy who is drenched in water comes in. Legend. uh, Drops water onto the map and says, okay, this chick's power. uh, I don't, I forgot if it was telepathy, but basically what her power is, is that she can read minds. No, no, it's mind reading. Yeah. She can read minds, but the downfall to her power is that like when anyone comes in like a five meter radius of her, their thoughts, their private thoughts in their head are spoken out loud. Huh. Oof. So, because of this, everyone around her, like this this chick, she's like younger than you and now she's, I don't know, she's only a little bit older than Takajo, she's rather young, not Takajo, fucking um, Ayumi, she's only a little bit older than Ayumi, she's rather young, and uh... Like, it, sh- it shows off that, like, oh, she doesn't want to be with anyone because they all start fighting because their private thoughts are spoken out loud. So then now says, okay, Yusa and Takajo, you guys go. Because he because her reason for that being is Takajo's private thoughts about Yusa will be spoken out loud and that will scar her for life. Which, <laughs> <laughs> fair, en- <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... And she immediately shows trust in you and says, I can trust you because his thoughts, Now's way of getting around this is that she tells the kid that, oh, we're a comedy duo. 
and I hit him to, well, I don't know, like uh, discipline or whatever. I don't know what it is. It's something they play it off as a joke, but it works. And the kid actually likes spending time with the pair and starts saying, "Oh, you two should be a couple." And they're like, "No." Uh, but <laughs> it's like, it's like that. It's like that throughout the entire thing. But um, uh, it still works, and they and they actually don't argue. And it, like they argue like for the first two minutes, and then they realize, "Oh, wait a minute, we can get around this." So they get around it. It works well, and then they figure out what triggers her power or what triggered it in the first place. It was that this girl, what's the girl? Iori? That's her name. Iori. Her friends um, randomly stopped hanging out with her and didn't tell her why. So she wanted to know what she was thinking and know her reason. And then her powers developed. Okay. So then they think, okay, well maybe if we approach her friend and figure out the reason, then things will be made clear so they approach her friend and this is when her friend actually her friend tells now and you that Iori, this little girl who can read everyone's minds is dying she's got an incurable disease and is dying and her friend didn't want to watch Iori slowly rot away mm-hmm and it's like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah. She's dying? <laughs> it's just like, this kid, is, it was like... It, and then now loses her shit at this child, yelling at her and pushing her to the ground, saying, you shouldn't abandon your friends, you dumb bitch. And now, like, goes off the fucking walls at her. And then it's like, wow, that was unexpected. But then the episode just kind of ends with now when you... uh, It turns out Iori then has to go to the hospital, but her powers are never fixed. She still has her powers. But Iori has to go to the hospital, and now when... You says, now every week... uh, Tamori and I visit Iori while she's battling this disease. So every week they go and visit her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the last scene is um, now uh, use thoughts being read out loud, which is, wow, these girls are actually, like, they're really strong. I wish I could be as strong as these these people. Yeah. And then now it's just like, you what? And then it, 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 it's actually, it's pretty uh, sweet though, but, um, fuck, <laughs> it, it just, just jumping from that really sweet plot of trying to help this kid to figuring out she's got a life-threatening disease, like, it's a curveball you don't expect, mm-hmm. and that's Charlotte yep. as a whole. Pretty much. <laughs> got- so... That made me feel things. Um, Yipes. Yeah. That's rough. F's in yeah. chat. Um, <laughs> F's in the chat for a little girl that dies. Yep. Rest um, in peace. Yeah. Episode five is the episode where they go camping because of the flying guy. Dude, that's kind of epic. It is. Actually, like, 
Now, Tomori's reason for doing everything, like, Tomori's always got, like, a good sense to plan ahead for things, and it works really well. Yeah. And I like the scene where she gives you uh, the MP3 player because he has, like, a fucking vision while listening to the end. But the thing I like about this is it really emphasizes that music is important to people. Music can make people feel things that they would never normally feel. And it, like, fucking hits people in a different way. And that I appreciated. And then they also end this episode with, oh, yeah, it's, um, Ayumi is sick. Cool. And then the next episode, (laughs) episode six has perhaps the funniest scene with now drop kicking Takujo out the fucking window. That one is epic. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they made the connection that Ayumi might be developing a power called Collapse. And they're like, ooh, that's not good. And then Yikes. they go visit her. I'm glad they, they visit her. Yusa uh, is really sweet because Ayumi is Yusa, like Ayumi sees Yusa as an idol, which, which she is. Um, yep. It's, uh, and then I put, and then Yu's comedy is starting to act up at this point. You, you were starting to get a lot more funnier at this point, but, um, then they hint that Ayumi like rejected a guy from his class, from her class. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. The kids, like kids, they don't know what, how crushes are like how, okay. First of all, I need to figure out how old is Ayumi? Because oh. I wrote a paragraph and a half about why kids her age don't act like this. It's purely just Wait. For the anime. Nobody move. I'll pull it up. I'm pulling it up as well. Ayumi. She's 12. Is 12. 12. So you can assume that her friends in the same year level are about the same age, right? Yep. So, in the one episode where Ayumi has to stay home, episode six, uh, they show that she's visited by a class president, the guy she dumped, and another girl who doesn't say anything but just looks forever mad. Oh, this Uh, chick. Yeah, Ayumi, uh, although she's getting better, because of her ability, uh, Yu says, stay home for another day. And secretly now now is trying to figure out something of how to take care of Ayumi's powers. But then Ayumi's just like, no, I'm going to school. She runs to school. Then there's this really... Then the guy that she rejected is the kid. The 12-year-old kid acts really creepy. And then she, and the class president's like, uh, yeah, Ayumi, Ayumi, get out of here. I was like, okay, why is he being creepy? I don't get it. Yep. And then the little girl that the little girl that was angry before has like a fucking switchblade or something like it's like a one of those knives that workers use that like one of the safety safety blades. Mm, yeah, she's yeah. got a safety like one of those fucking blades, and she says, "Ah, oh, me and that guy you rejected. It was me and him." Blah blah blah, and then she chases her up the fucking 
top to the top of the building trying to stab her and it's like 12 year olds don't feel these things mate this isn't how 12 year olds act yeah that's a i gotta say um i i can't say i've ever seen a 12 year old try to stab somebody no it was bizarre and again this they never hinted at this before. They said in the last episode that she rejected someone and then she got sick. There maybe was, like, when they were camping, she coughed once or twice on the on a phone call to hint that, oh, she's getting sick. But there was no build-up to this. It was all of a sudden, oh, yeah, these are Ayumi's friends. One of them hates her. One of them's creepy. And one of them's actually pretty nice, but she never gets any screen time. And then she nearly fucking dies, and then she accidentally uses her collapse ability and, and then actually does fucking dies. Yeah. It's like... Yeet? Yeet? <laughs> she yeets herself down a building and dies. And then there's this quick scene with, like, a short-haired, orange-haired chick that runs in and says, oh, we were too late. And then Yu loses his shit trying to find Ayumi and then is crushed by fucking debris. And rest in peace. You, you you're left thinking, what the fuck? And it's like, oh god. I thought that a lot watching this show. Yeah, and then episode seven is the depression episode, um, and we've talked about that one a bit. So, yeah, but the one thing I do want to say is that I think the way they handled the depression, like the way he was feeling, it makes. It all actually, like, felt a bit realistic. He, You regretting all the things he never got to do, never being able to repay his sister for her kindness. He, like, he falls to his knees sobbing and he's just... That's how they open the episode, Mm -hmm. after being told that his sister's dead. Um, Even Misa, in her own way, wanting to help him was really sweet because Misa's just been a fucking fireball bitch up until this point. Um, then he stays home, eats a bunch of leftover cup noodles, and then the chick from the first episode rocks up, and it's just like, I heard about what happened, I want to help. But then it turns out that she might have been sent in by the government because she had a connection to you. Yeah. Because straight after he gets angry and kicks her out, the uh, his front door is knocked on by I think the landlord and two people from the government. So he then he takes over their bodies, kills one of them. He legit he actually makes one of them jump from the fucking top of the building, um, and then he runs away. So the things they hint at about depression, eating terrible food, being lazy, wanting to be alone, addiction—it's all shown here. And then he goes to a, a small hotel where he watches Angel Beats. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that reference in there, boys. Legend. He watches Angel Beats, um, which is funny. Then him abusing his powers to beat the shit out of people who even slightly annoy him. He gains a reputation for being an asshole. Then he's about. Then he finds drugs, and he's just like, "Well, I've got nothing else to do." He attempts to take the drugs, and then now fucking backhands him, reveals she's been there well, the whole time. I've got nothing else to do. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. Let's get high. Um. Yes, sir. But, but okay, I will admit the ending to this episode may hit me with so many feels because 
throughout the all the, every episode up until this point, Ayumi has made you food, which is always drenched in pizza sauce because when he was younger, he loved pizza sauce and it was like a family recipe thing. Um, and every day, like he had like a packed omelet rice lunch that was always drenched in pizza sauce and he hated it but he didn't realize until after she was gone how much he missed it because now says i will try and change your mind give me one shot i will make you one meal and if you don't and if you have one bite and don't like it you never have anything to do with me again she it turns out now has found the re- recipe book <clears throat> the recipe book makes the omelet rice that's drenched in pizza sauce he eats it, and upon his first bite, he's just like, this is exactly the way Ayumi mi- used to make it. He starts crying, and he fucking eats all the food, and he says, I hate it, but I don't know why I'm eating it. And he's like, "He's this this was done so well. Yeah, that was really good. It was so upsetting, and it hits you in the feels, and then he's just like, well, what are you going to do from here? And now it's just like, well, you said if you ate one bite and you didn't like it, you would leave me alone. You ate the whole thing. So come back to school. And like her fucking down to earth, no bullshit attitude just makes you go, you know what? You're right. It helps snap him out of it. And then they return. Then he decides to come back to the school. And then episode eight is where, uh, is where the singer comes in. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm only going to talk about episode 8, and uh, then I'm not going to talk much about the facility shit, because we have things to say about that. But episode 8 is my favourite episode. Starts off with coming back to normal life about with you, sir, and Takajo in the school. And then Ian, you saying... Um, something he said here. This cheerfulness that is even annoying. I'm so thankful of it. I think I could spend everyday life like I had always done. So he's starting to appreciate the things he previously took for granted, which is another, like, important step people have to take in everyday life. Appreciating things, don't take, not taking things for granted. Yeah. Um, they introduce uh, Yusa, Yusa Means New Song, which they actually play the full thing, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And all the lyrics are kind of hinting about... Um, all the lyrics you can kind of take is like a message to you about overcoming troubles and stuff like that. Uh, then they introduced the singer of Saheed, Salah Shane. Just from her introduction, her comedy, her passion for use loss, her dream of and admitting about her past, and then everything, everything Salah does is fucking amazing. I love her character. She's very compelling, very cool to watch. Just everything she does, she's fucking hilarious. She's um, appreciative to all of her fans. She helps you at the drop of a hat because he and she can recognize that you has just lost someone, and because of what's happened to his past, he's more con- he's more considerate of the future. He's being considerate trying to help Salah, and she even says that someone's made an impact on your life and has made, and you've been through some troubles to get to this point where you appreciate and try to help people more. 
And it's like, this is all fucking hitting real life. Yep. Like, these are all things everyone can take into real life. And it actually happens. Only when you've been through some deep bullshit do you have a greater appreciation for more things and try to help people more. It's like, all of this is built and told so good. I fucking love it. And then bringing Salah in front of uh, Nal's brother when he's losing his shit and her singing and her song being able to get through and help break him out of his condition was just so amazing. And then Nal's call to um, you at the end of the episode saying, he fucking recognized me for the first time in years. Your idea worked. Thank you. Like, everything is so heartfelt, and it's just... Fuck. It is amazing. I love this episode. It was, like, just as a whole, especially coming back from the whole depression shit, it was just so well done. It was one of those, like, really nice episodes to that, like, right right after a really depressing one. It... It's such a good way to, like, spring back from the whole Ayumi dying and all this other crap and then him getting super depressed. It's such a great way to spring back and not just that, but, like, increase the, like, go even more in depth into Nao's character who really hadn't been, like, too much, like, explored too much at the time because she was pretty much just the smartass that was really good at planning stuff up until this point. Uh, so this was this was a really well done expansion of her character, and not just that, but like f- um, adjusting you back to everyday life, and even giving like having the influence of Sala on him be so noticeable in such a short time is is really well done. So I'm I'm on board uh, with you actually. Uh, this is definitely my favorite episode of the whole show. Yeah, and then. They ruin it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, the, the start of episode nine was good because, like, both of them getting dressed up for the concert and then now losing a shit over wanting a phone case because it charges her phone. And then, like, everything yeah, about it was just like, oh, this this is adorable. They're going on a date. And then while listening, uh, while watching Saheed live and listening to the song that's literally called Trigger... It triggers him to have a fucking time leap or something like that where he's back in the facility. And then we we talked all about this. Yeah, this he has is a like, power, he, oh, God, no, thanks. Why? <laughs> like, he has a power, he actually has a real power called Plunder, where he can take other people's powers. And then he breaks out of the facility, and then he comes back to reality, and then they go to meet his brother? Back, uh, literally, um, the Wikipedia thing says, Back in the present, you regains consciousness, now aware of the fact he has a brother. You are now approached by Kumagami, who then takes them to a secret underground haven to meet Shunsuke. 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 And then... Now, Legend. I do remember this from the dub, but then episode 10 is kind of about Shunsuke, Kukumari, and Yeah, uh, that's Kumagami. where it like, kind of tells Kumagami. the whole backstory, and it's like really convoluted of like how they... Yeah, uh, that's right. How they like start... like They use his time leap to try to like fix everything and like make it so that the people with powers have a safe... Spl- 
uh, safe place, which is eventually like what became that school that they're in for the first few, like half the show. Uh, yeah. So, and it took him like, and it took Shunsuke all of his time leaps that he had available to actually pull that off. So now he can't use time leap anymore. So he has, uh, he has you steal it from him and now you can use it. Oh, it's because he's blind now. So he's used, so because yeah. he's blind, uh, like every time you use time leap, it takes part of your eyesight, uh, mm. takes some of your eyesight away from you. And so now he's blind and can't do it anymore. Uh, so cause it's like, I think what he, like they explained it as like, it's going through your memories visually, uh, and rewinding. So if you can't see your memories anymore visually, then you have nothing to to rewind to um or something like that but uh i mean it kind of makes sense but again it's like a really convoluted backstory uh and then they just everything goes to shit i think now gets captured at some point uh and then that that's a weird little section uh then uh, you is put into quarantine like we're all doing right now uh <laughs> the, uh yeah that happens but then, oh, by the way, I, I love the fact that the <laughs> I actually hate this fact that, by the way, Ayubi's alive. Yeah, she's alive. She's chilling. <laughs> you didn't have to get depressed. She's fine. Yeah. And then it's like, why? <laughs> why would they just retcon that? Like, oh, by the way, no, she's alive. She's no, she's fine. fine. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. But OK, here we go. We're already an hour into this. Let me address the last couple episodes because this is what yeah go ahead. This is this is where I have words. Um, so a few things. This is the biggest jump in like shift in tone. Uh, one of, but definitely the most jarring of the entire show uh, because it it turns into. Like it turns from once they like figure out the full extent of his of use plunder ability, they're like, okay, well, theoretically, you know, they, um, or not, well, for that, it's like, well, uh, these abilities that the adolescents have are pretty much universally not really a good thing, you know, anyone, any kid who discovers they have this power usually use it for mischief or selfish purposes because they don't know any better, um. So theoretically, use plunder ability could be used to rid all of the adolescents in the world of who have powers of their powers, so that it, the the powers just don't return. And uh, the source of the power, the powers, like they are explained. Uh, it's like a comet called Charlotte, which you know there goes the title of the show. Um, yeah, roll <laughs> credits. Um, who and the comet that passes by is like what's every what hundred years or something. Uh, and it's like, uh, no, uh, hold on. It says here in the Wikipedia thing, um, that people possess their special abilities as a result of inhaling particles spread by a short period comet called Charlotte, which passes every, which passes earth every 75 years. 75. Okay. So there you go. A vaccine is being prepared before the next pass of the comet. Yes. So there you go. So right now, uh, they have 75 years to get that done. Uh, or however many, but you know, uh, so theoretically this whole wave of powers could be eliminated with use plunder ability and then eventually use power will go away too. And so he'll lose all the world's all, you know, all those powers he has. Um, but 
up until that point, he would basically be burdened with every single power in the universe should he pull it or in the world, I guess, should he pull it off. Um, and so basically, <laughs> this is hmm. episode 12. He's he kind he finally gets the balls to confess to now and tells her that he tells her that he loves her, which, you know, it was built up, oh, built up. OK, you know, there were moments here and there where it was like teased that he uh, he did love or like you know had a crush on now or what however what, however you want to say it um there were moments that teased it but i don't think like i guess it was just a bit surprising since usually in anime when people confess like that it's usually after um you know a lot of internal monologue and all this other crap but this one kind of comes out of nowhere uh you know it not necessarily like bad it's just a bit surprising and my biggest problem with this scene in particular is that you know, it's like now says I will only reciprocate if you go and take every single power from all the people in the world. Like, <laughs> like, I will only love you if you do this, like, theoretically, really almost impossible task that literally requires you to travel around the world. So. I, he fucking does I, it. So he does it. Good. Good on him for wanting his his chick so bad. But like. I don't understand. Like, does she actually like him or is she just like, um, yeah, I guess I'll do it if you do this. Like, I, I, th I don't I know. I think the reason for, I think the reason for it, I don't know if it was explained, but I think it was something like Nal's purpose. She feels her purpose is to help stop people getting experimented and torched on like her brother because of the, these powers. So if you is able to plunder the abilities and get rid of them, then her purpose will be gone. And then she'll be more open to the idea of a relationship. That makes sense. Because she'll have the time for it. I don't know if they explain it that well, but that's what I got from that. That makes a lot of sense. And I think, see, the, it, I think it, they it do makes... kind of explain that, but it's like it's still a bit like weird. I, I It doesn't sit right with me. Um, and I agree, there should have been more of a build-up. Uh, they were starting to hint at their relationship with what with Ayumi, and then in the um, the OVA, like all hint, like people were all saying like, "Ooh, you guys are so in sync." And then I feel like if the concert wasn't wasn't fucking cut off halfway through, and then it showed them after the concert like gushing about the songs and like really connecting over them more, then I feel like from there. A confession would have worked but you're right they did kind of drop the oh by the way i like you like yeah. it, let's fuck it could have been more of a build yeah i mean the sad thing is right okay the conclusion okay the last episode is what really kind of jars me it's it's done for what it is right it's handled in a really clever way because it, there's a lot of storytelling involved. He, before he goes off to travel the world, how long does it take? It takes, like, does it take a... Um, just checking out the thing. Uh, because I don't... I know it takes a couple years, at least, doesn't it? I don't know. But, uh... Doesn't it take a few years? I can't. Or I, months? I couldn't um, tell you. It might be a few months. Well, it doesn't... I don't think it's a year, but... It, it, it doesn't say on the Wikipedia thing, but... but it might be like a full year. I'm not sure. But either way, um, it's like 
So there's a lot of good storytelling here. It's like he has the uh, like, isn't it like the little uh, notebook that uh, now gave him that he keeps around. It's like the only thing that keeps his uh, existing memories alive. Like, oh, this is why I'm it's, doing this. Yeah, flashcards. Yeah, flashcards. Yeah, flash that's they... right. Like of languages of like. Um, yeah, that's of right. Languages um, that like to help him uh, get by in whatever country he's in. N- um, yeah, now gives some foreign language flashcards to you, and he gives back her MP3 player as a vow that he will come back to her once the mission is over. Yes, that so that's some, that's some pretty good storytelling, and we see clips throughout the last episode of uh, her listening to that MP3 player. Um, so yeah, it's but like, and it's handled pretty well for what it is because he kind of starts going crazy about halfway through with the burden of all these powers. Um, and just mm. not, you know, being pretty much in isolation, uh, yeah, I mean, at least social isolation, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, um, <laughs> social isolation, like, he's not really talking to anyone, doesn't have any friends, he's just going around stealing powers, and he's got a reputation, what, do you know, do you remember what they call him, like, the, uh, fucking... The One-Eyed Grim yes, Reaper. One-Eyed Grim Reaper. I don't know so why they, he's only got one eye, but... Me either. Oh, no, he has, like, it didn't, one of his eyes got fucked, I know this. Oh my god, dude. Uh, he, like, loses an eye or something. I totally remember that. Um, I can't remember how it happens, though. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like... So he goes around stealing the powers and such, and by the time he gets back, it's like... It's not even a real, like, a satisfying enough conclusion from all of that shit we just had to go through. Like, after all of the BS they just put us through with that, like, really kind of drawn-out episode of him just completely going batshit, the conclusion just didn't justify that for me, because it wasn't satisfying enough. Oh, that was... that sucked. Um, but it was... I mean, it was okay, but, like... The whole... The, it, that episode 13 was a fucking trip, and... It was yeah. like it, this. The the way the conclusion was, it didn't feel like it uh, wrapped everything up as nice as I wanted it to. Especially since like they forced us through that absolute trip of an episode with with uh, you know him uh, just going around and stealing powers and uh, getting a reputation around the planet. It's it's just bizarre, and it doesn't. It's almost completely out of nowhere. Like, the show didn't build up to this at all. So, it feels really uh, strange uh, just to conclude the entire show in, in, in this way. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I know it's like it had been building up to this point. Like, it had kind of been building up where it's like, you know, we're just trying to, you know, get rid of these powers because they're not really good for the people who have them. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you could argue that it's, like, been building up to just getting rid of all the powers as a whole, but, like, I don't know, the way they handled it just didn't, uh, like, the way they, you know, he went around the world, you know, just stealing random people's powers, it just didn't quite sit right with me and didn't feel like a conclusion to the show we'd been presented to up until this point. Because not, no. not only that, but it also just didn't conclude much of the storyline with you know, his family and his brother and sister, like that just kind of existed. And I, I wasn't quite on board with that. And then, uh, finally I'll talk about why the conclusion did didn't work for me. It was like, 
he comes back for like the sixth time in this show you wakes up in a hospital bed uh and you know now's right next to him or is she right next to him i don't know who cares but she is yeah she's she's chilling there waiting for him to wake up and when he does it's like she's not even particularly excited to see him she's just like oh welcome back uh, and, and he's, you know, his memories are fucked. So he's like, oh, who are you? And she's like, I am your girlfriend. Oh, wow. It's kind of satisfying. But then he's kind of crippling. He's like cripplingly disabled and doesn't have any memories left. So it's like, I mean, he kind of remember, remembers her because he still has the, the flashcards or whatever. But I don't know. It just didn't. It just felt so off because it's like. They almost completely wiped the main character of his memories. Comes back and like the new girlfriend isn't even particularly happy to see him. Or at least she doesn't show it. No, see, I get Nal's attitude at this point because she knows how fucked his head is. And she knows that she overreacts and says, oh my god, I'm so glad you're alive, That which she's not the type of person to do that, that's been presented throughout the whole show, but she knows, like, how damaged he is, that she's taking things at such a pace where he, she can just reveal, like, it, before all this happened, we're, we're together. We're, we're together, you kept those because I gave them to you, the flashcards. And I will take care of you because she she is upholding her promise, but she knows that overreacting won't do anything. Yeah. So that's why I think. And she's also like as explained, literally her the way she is presented throughout the entire show. To me, her reaction made sense, but it's still like it in the sense of like a relationship that is building up that conclusion although it makes sense for Nail's character it wasn't satisfying as satisfying as a viewer it's just like yeah she he did the thing he said she saying she's saying their boyfriend and girlfriend her reaction to it is still a bit weird it but it makes sense because he's fucking damaged and hurt and doesn't remember anything so then they're gonna build up everything from here but then then they just end it. Yep. And then it says, with no other ability users present in this world, you, now, Jojiro, Yusa, and Ayumi look forward to the memories they will make from now on. And it's yeah. like, okay, but you've taken everything from you. He's now, well, at least he's now got his siblings back. And also, where is Takajo? Why isn't he there? Or is Jojo his first Takajo's first name? That is it Jojo Takajo? No, bro. <laughs> is it Jojo Takajo? It is Jojo Takajo. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, the whole gang's there. Include. Wait, hold on. Then where's the brother? Did the okay? Maybe did the brother actually die? No, he's I'm fine. I looked him up on the on the wiki. He's all right. He's fine. Okay, but the I do recall the ending. They took a group photo with you and a you in a wheelchair. And I think now was pushing it. Then Takajo, Yusa, so Yusa's moments. still there. But, and then um, Ayumi, is, and they're all there, they're, and they get a group photo. But one thing I do remember um, that happened before he fucks off 
and starts taking all people's powers. Yeah. Um, his encounter with Yusa. So they quickly take care of the fact that when he plunders Yusa's ability, Misa will never come back. That's actually pretty nice, actually. I do like that. They they have to take care of that in a roundabout way, and I think Misa has like a confession or something. I don't know. You Misa like tell I think Misa has a conversation with you saying, fucking take care of my sister or something like yeah. that. I forgot. But um but the way they had to take care of that was interesting. But then yeah, he fucks off all around the world. Shout out they showed Australia in the form <laughs> of the Sydney Opera House for four seconds. Yeah. And then he continues to fuck off all around the world. And then he ends up in China. But and the the, the last ability user that she, he's encountering, I did kind of like that. It was a chick whose power like a girl whose power power was literally courage. And standing yeah, up that was for people. Cool. That was sweet. But then, yeah. Takes the powers. Th- all the powers are in his fucking head. And then they have to inject him with vaccines. They have to inject him with a vaccine Damn. to get rid of the powers. So then they no, get rid of the powers. But he... <laughs> 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 She's not crippled because he had all the powers. It's because he had a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shut up, Facebook moms. No one likes you, dude. Vaccines don't um, cause um, autism. You cause autism. Uh, um, But yeah, no. So he's got amnesia, basically. And all he remembers is that someone he cared about gave him the flashcards and now says, bitch, that was me. We're lovers and we're going to make sure you recover your memories. And then the show ends. <sighs> yep. I knew, I, I got what they were going for. I think they could have, they could have dodged so much with the facility. Imagine if there wasn't a facility and it was just his brother that he's been imagining up until this point, uh. which he only imagined twice, like dreamt of twice, but yep. imagine if it, that was hinted at more, there wasn't a facility. He just comes in and says, I'm trying to do what Nal's doing and take care of everyone's prop, like get rid of all the powers. And then uh, imagine if they had a little arc trying to revive you's dormant power of plunder and then they revive it. And then it's just like, all right, now you can take everyone's powers, but this is going to be a daunting task, mate. Are you up for it? And he's just like, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I should do. And then there's a whole other arc about trying to give him the courage and realize this is the best way to fix everyone's problems. And he decides to fucking drop the ball and do it. Like I reckon just everything with the time leap and the facility and the extra characters that were thrown in for no reason. Like literally there were characters thrown in, during the escape of the facility just to give him OP as fuck powers so he could escape, return to the normal world, and have the ability to fucking run through walls. And it's just like, if those, if those characters actually had interesting plots and in, like an interesting backstory and weren't just cannon fodder for you, then I might have given a shit. But I didn't. Yeah. It was just a reason. It was just a reason to give him a ton of powers. 
It was another. It was a reason uh, to but, cripple him again, make him feel. Yeah. By the way, I, I just fucked. I've just read in episode eleven. You goes to a factory to ransom for now and and. Kumagumi, but is attacked by a female ability user who slashes his right eye, preventing him from time leaping. So that's how he becomes the one eye. There you go. That's right. Reasons. Yeah, fuck. Fuck. It was just so much could have been done. And so, like, there was so much promise here. They were able to transition into. His sister's death, everything about him being depressed and bouncing back from that with the singer from Zahid. They were able to make that work, but I still think more time could have been given to all of that. Yeah. As well as this facility subplot. You can't go from a sitcom to that. Yeah, no. Like, it was just... It was just... It did not work at all. But... Regardless, I... I still really enjoy the anime. I if anything, too. I'm just going to watch episode 8 on repeat because it, it's, it just... I think episode 8 is its own self-contained story and you can... Like, because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. It's, it's its own self-contained story and you can just fucking listen. Watch that and get feels all around because of the messages they give. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's overall opinion on the fucking, on the anime. Yeah, it's just, um, oh man, it's a bit of a trip, especially the last few episodes. I'm just, it just kind of left me a bit confused. Uh, but, I mean, overall, yeah. it's really good, like, it's an experience, right? It's an experience, it's a, it's a good experience for the first eight or nine episodes, uh, or eight and a half, really. Um, but... And then it's like, and lol. And then it's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? There's a facility. What? You um, wanna, uh, uh, try, uh, you wanna run that by me again, Chief? Because I am confuzzled. Uh, but, I mean, you know, for what it was, one, I think it probably could have been worse. So... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think just overall, like, if you want something interesting to watch that's got, you know, that's not just your stupid fucking, you know, trashy harem anime that we see all the goddamn time, if you want something that has some actual depth to it, Charlotte's a great way to do that while also getting a chance to see some pretty cute waifus. Uh, But, I mean... If you, especially if you don't care about how uh, like cohesive the plot is, um, but if you do care about that, then I don't know. Maybe just watch the first eight episodes or so. <laughs> this is this is in a weird like. It's like if you want just a fun sitcom that makes you that then hits you in the feels, then watch the first nine episodes. Yeah. But then if you want. To, it's like it's trying to be have a comprehensive plot, but then ru- it just rushes through everything. It really does, and it's and oh, like it's such a shame too. If you if if you pay attention to every single minute and every single small hint at the future, like the one or two times Ayumi coughs, like in episode in the camping episode, 
you wouldn't think much of it. You would think she's sick, but then it's like, oh no, she's gaining her ability and she's going to kill herself. It's like, Yeet. you wouldn't expect that, but you kind of have to take every detail on board and then like p- fit the pieces yourself almost. Yeah. It's like, but, uh, and they could have avoided that if they just gave it more time or they split up the, the and they made the pacing better. It's just, yeah. It's a real shame because this had a lot of potential. Yeah, it's, it makes me sad. Yeah, um, agreed. But just um, uh, according to Wikipedia, the home of every valuable source of information, there was yeah. a, sh- a, sh- a small manga that was on just like that that started just before the anime premiered but i do believe uh the creator wrote the anime with a different continuity to the original manga that came out around the same time interesting and then there was another manga that was that literally started just after the anime ended so this guy june mahida he that was like dedicated to it for fucking ages and like literally like Started started a small manga series at the same time the anime premiered, so the anime would have already been written. Mm-hmm. And then, as soon as the anime ends, writes another manga based on it, which ended in February 2019. Dang. So I, I actually want, I might check out the mangas, but I know they have different plots, I believe. Interesting. So are they like? Do they have um, the same characters, or is it just like a different? They have the same. They have the same characters, but I think it's. I'm trying to find synopsises of them. That's interesting, though. Yeah. I wonder if, well, I really wonder if the mangas are good. <laughs> I don't know. But one thing I do want to talk about before we continue is the music. They have... They, they've legitimately released albums from the fictional bands they came up with. That's kind of epic. Yeah, so... Uh, I found it again on Wikipedia in the section of music of Charlotte. So the band, the supposed band or label or group that Yusa is a part of is called How Low Hello. So there's an album that calls that, that, I mean, there's an album that's titled Smells Like Tea Expresso released by How Low Hello. Uh, that's been released uh, and it's got 12 tracks on it, and that's pretty cool. So that's an actual album you can buy. Wait, I the album it. I actually have on my iTunes and like is the album Echo by Zahid. The end, sorry, Zahid? You've been calling what it Zahid. That like, I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, Zahid. That's a different word. The end is what I meant, I've meant how, to be saying this entire time. My apologies. Hello? Hello? Yeah, but the Echo album, they did two discs, one with all the songs in English and the other with all the songs in Japanese, because I believe that the lyric, that the... Motherfucker. The, How do you spell that? <laughs> How low, hello? Yes. How do you think you spell Is that? Is it H-O-W-L-O-W? H-O-W dash... L-O-W dash hello. Oh, dash hello. Wait, am I might not um, Spotify. Maybe it's not. But Echo is released on iTunes, and I've got it. 
Um, and there's like there's a Japanese version and an English version because I think the girl that sung it, like it was it was her. She sung it in Japanese and English. This one chick, and that's really cool. Like the lyrics in English are somewhat broken, but it's still pretty cool. It's just, uh, and I have the English Damn. album, and it's pretty good. And I think literally all the songs were. This is something else I like. Uh, June Mahida. He wow. created Angel Beats, and he created all the music for Angel Beats as well. And Angel Beats is really heavy on music. Yes. And he also created all of the music for Charlotte, even the albums that were written. That's kind of epic. So not only did he write the show, he wrote all the he wrote all the music, which is really fucking cool. Dang, that guy's fucking awesome. He is. He he has a knack for music and storytelling. That's why he blends them together. But. He, yeah, the, the pacing side. of the shows. Here mean, we go. The pacing needs to be better. Wait, let's hear how broken it is. Oh, it's broken. Yeah, I still it's like kinda it. It's kind of cool though. though. They can't like you can you understand what they're saying, but it's still yeah. somewhat broken. But oh, there's yeah. at least a song made for Angel Beats. Well, guess I'm watching that. <laughs> Yes, but um, yeah. I just wanted to give my appreciation appreciation to the music. I really enjoy the music from this. Everything the from end, the OP, goddamn, they're fucking incredible. Like the OP and the ending and the entire Echo album, it's just really good. Echo, fuck, Echo. I cannot find it on Spotify. It saved my goddamn life. It probably isn't visual on art slash. Motherfucker, it's not here. Okay, well, I found it on iTunes, so that's all that matters. But, um, yeah, unless there's oh anything God, else you want to... song. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> unless there's anything else you want to say, we've been talking for an hour and a half. No, so. I'm... God, the, the ending is what just really threw me off. But, again, if you do want something that has a little more depth than your everyday just trashy shit... Uh, when it comes to anime, this is definitely a pretty good experience. It's just like it's just a bit jarring, especially in the last half. But, uh, well, the last, the second half. Um, you know, it's, but it's got a pretty solid cast of characters. Um, it, like the main cast is uh pretty compelling as a whole. Um, obviously, you know, you have your comedy characters, but they're uh really well written as well. So. I just, you know, I don't even know what else to say. It's just like, it's really, it's so much up to you how you feel about it. Cause you might, yeah. you, cause you might really like it. Um, but I mean, I think we both agree that it was a bit strange to say the least. Uh, hmm. so yeah, I mean, or uh, the ending that is, but the, the show as a whole is like, uh, is, is pretty dang good. So, yeah, I just, you, you have to, if you haven't, I mean, I don't know why how you've gotten this far if you haven't seen it, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't somehow, um, it's just up, up to you, really. Uh, so, but if you have seen it, uh, feel free to tell us what you think, because we are yeah. curious to know, because yeah. I'm sure In everyone's America perspective on it is different. Yeah. In America, it's on Crunchyroll. In Australia, it's on Anime Lab. Or, you know, any other website. 
which has anime on it. So yeah, uh-huh. um, it is also on Hulu. If you have Hulu in America, it is also on Hulu. Hulu. <laughs> fuck Hulu. I almost watched um, it on Hulu. But oh god, Hulu and has ads and Crunchyroll. Although the o- the OVA isn't officially released anywhere on streaming services, it's probably like an OVA for a DVD bundle. Uh, it's pretty nice, but yeah, again, jarring at the end. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think of the anime Charlotte and the music that came out of Charlotte in the comments down below. Um, yeah, if you want good, a good cast of characters, good cinematography, good music, and an interesting story that just goes off the deep end at the end, then yeah, Charlotte is... I reckon Off the fucking it's, it's high pretty- dive and doesn't come out. <laughs> he dies and he sinks. Um, yeah, exactly. But I, I still, I really enjoyed the anime for what it was, and it will stick with me like a lot of other anime because, like a lot of shows, impact me and make me feel emotions, especially when it ends. And yeah. this is a rare anime that it hits me with emotions, but the ending doesn't doesn't hit me as hard as it should but it's mm-hmm. still it does its job and i think you, you you can take the time to appreciate what they're going for and the plot and the premise and the characters it's yeah it's all got its good points it's a shame the ending overshadowed what could have been something purely 10 out of 10 but yeah yeah that's I was going to say, after some of the ideas you brought up, I'm like, why didn't you write this show, dude? Like, you should have written this show. Because <laughs> they would have been paced so much better um, if it hadn't just been all squeezed into one big season. Uh, Bro. But, I, I, you know. I, I might just fanfic this shit with a better ending. You never know. There but, you um, go, dude. That's what but, uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's go. But, uh... uh Wait, yeah, it's your outro, okay. But yeah, that's about it for uh, for Charlotte. Um, in two weeks' time, uh, we are going to be reviewing... Is Trinity 7 next, right? I believe it's Trinity 7. And so I'm we're going to be reviewing to do... Trinity 7, which is uh, a big uh, jump in a new direction for, as far from, from this one. So Yeah, uh, I'm going to try my best to watch the movies and the OVAs as well, because I've yeah. seen season Dude, one, one of them. One of the I can't remember. I think it might be the OVA. But uh, one of them in for Trinity Seven, um, I can't remember who's. Maybe it was Lilith Grimoire, but uh, Lilith Grimoire turns into a uh, a child, and it's like um, Arata and Lilith. It turns into Ar. It's like she becomes Arata and Lilith's daughter, and it's kind of the cutest thing ever. Um, <laughs> but what? dude, you just gotta trust me. It's right. adorable. You just like Jesus. it's adorable. Anyway, uh, no, yeah, we'll talk about time. that later. Yeah, your turn. Yeah. Thank you all so much for watching. If you have anything you want to recommend, any questions, suggestions, or otherwise, send them to us through our email at firestormproductions2 at gmail.com or in the comments section down below. Again, let us know what you think of the anime Charlotte, the music, anything you want to talk about. Let us know. We'll probably respond and uh, give us your opinions on the show. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Firestorm Pod, where we talk constantly about our dicks and quarantine. Not just our dicks, but also dicks in general. But mostly our dicks dicks. in general. Mostly about how we're 
managing playing with our dicks during quarantine. Yeah. So, yeah. Which we are um, managing. Well, somehow, somehow. It's, it's it's a tough battle, but we've 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 managed to fight it's through it. It's a tough battle. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for watching, guys, and have a good one.